Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 171. In a way. Wait. Yo. Hello, everybody, and welcome to A Shot of Wrestling, episode 171. Big deal here tonight. Finally, making his grand return. Mark Schwann. Mark Schwann, welcome back. Sound the alarms. Call the trumpets. That's enough. Get the parade going, baby. Mark Schwann is back on A Shot of Wrestling. Woo! You comfortable? You know, remember what you're doing here? It's just like riding a bike. You ready for this? No, I don't know. How you hold this thing? I'm said. not supposed to hold it, right? That's what she said. Okay. Green Man's here. Green Man's going on. Oh, hey, Green Man. Hey. This is my first time seeing Green Man since my bachelor party. Oh, boy. Here we go. All right. Let's start talking about it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's right. The Green Man is back on a shot of wrestling. A lot of shit has happened since the last time we've been together. First of all, your bachelor party. Holy shit. We all did survive. Yeah. Barely. 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 By the skin of our teeth, we've escaped what you like to call Temptation Island, what New Yorkers like to call... Fire Island. Fire Island still has a piece of my soul. I'm convinced of that. <laughs> and it's never going to give it back. No. What's no. that drink that they always have there? Rocket that... Fuel. I drank a, I drank a lot of that. What goes in it? So it's a pretty much a, a frozen pina colada topped with 151. Mm. The 151 sneaks up on you. That's the thing. Like you think you're, you, you, you'll have one. You'll have a whole full one. You think you're doing fine. Do you order a second one? And next thing you know, midway through that second one, the first one's creeping up on you. Wow. Now, when we got there, we uh, kind of saw you and Carson, your boy Carson, just jump into some promos. Was like oh, that going on all weekend? No, I forgot about that. <laughs> we didn't. I forgot we about that. recorded it. No, I, you did not. Yes, I did. So I was drunk already. I, 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 at that point... It was a Saturday when I saw you. I wasn't sober. The last time I was sober before that was like Friday at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So I was already still fucked up at that time. And, I, dude, I couldn't put together a coherent sentence. But you cut it deep on him. Did I really? You, yeah, you went back into the childhood. No, I did not. Did yeah, I? yeah, you did. I still lo- you still lost, though. But I think you called him like your shadow for all your <laughs> adolescent years. That That's what I heard. Dude, I love that guy. But me and, me and him, we go back since middle school. Yeah. We need to get Carson on the show. Great, great dude. Great personality. Big wrestling fan, yeah. Is he really? Oh, a huge wrestling He'll fan. He'll fit right in. Yeah. He'll fit right in. But that was your bachelor party. Did you guys catch uh, Brian Cage's bachelor party? No. What was his bachelor party? Well, Bar Wrestling kind of put like a little indie show together called like Brian Cage's ba- Bachelor Party. That's really cool. <laughs> and the match that he was put in was him versus four girls. Sue Young, Tessa Blanchard... Oh, no. Kira Hogan and Scarlett Bordeaux. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) And he gave a lap dance to all those four women. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's how you do a bachelor party. That is how you do a bachelor party. 
You didn't lap dance with Scarlet Broad, though. No, I didn't. Who did you dance lap dance with? Did you have any lap dances? I let's start the show. Oh, <laughs> <always. laughs> start this week's show. This week's wrestling replay in honor of a, a man's nuptials. Let's throw it way, way, way back. SummerSlam, August 26, nineteen ninety one. The match made in heaven. Match made in heaven. Yes, that's um, a good call. Actually, thank you. From Madison Square Garden in uh, New York, New York, in front of a crowd of twenty thousand. The British Bulldog, Ricky Steamboat, and the Texas Tornado defeated Power and Glory and the Warlord in 10 minutes, 43 seconds. Bret Hart defeated Mr. Perfect in one of the classic matches of all time to win the IC Championship in 18 minutes, 4 seconds. The Natural Disasters defeated the Bushwhackers in 6 minutes, 27 seconds. Virgil defeated Ted DiBiase to win the Million Dollar Championship in 13 minutes, 11 seconds. Good for Virgil. The Big Boss Man defeated the Mountie in a jailhouse match in 9 minutes, 38 seconds, a match I remember very vividly as a child. The Mountie. The Mountie. Did anyone remember that song? Hell yeah. The Legion of Doom defeated the Nasty Boys in a street fight to win the Tag Team Championships in 7 minutes, 45 seconds. Erwin R. Scheisser defeated Greg the Hammer Valentine in 7 minutes, 7 seconds. I love how he uses his whole name, not like IRS. You can call him. What's his name? Yeah. Well, there we go. And in your main event, Hulk Hogan <laughs> and the Ultimate Warrior defeated Colonel Mustafa, General Adnan, Sergeant Slaughter in a handicap match with Sid Justice, a special guest referee, in 12 minutes, 40 seconds. As the match made in hell. I don't really remember that one. Does that sound like a main event worthy match? No, it doesn't. Not at all. It doesn't. But we'll, we'll look back and, you know, Extreme Rules, this one from 10 years from now, I think Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans versus Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins. Not really memorable. Oh, what? you're already calling it. I mean, I mean, like, what's going to happen? They're going to they're not going to lose. They're not going to lose. They're not going to lose. I mean, I think it would be a great story if they did lose, because then it's like a lot more could be told. Like between Sephiroth and Bex, they're gonna probably get into a little argument down the line because they just lost each other's belts, you know? Right, but I, I, it's it's not gonna happen. No. I mean, and and it shouldn't. Also, if, be if Baron if Corbin does. wins, like it doesn't even do anything for him either. Like there's like no character development with Baron Corbin. It's just remained flatlined throughout his whole career so far. And I don't necessarily know who to blame for that, but he needs a change. He did change. He was, he was um, the Applebee's manager or host. What do you call him? Where, what is the internet calling him nowadays? Actually, I have no clue. I, I don't <laughs> even know anymore. I, they, I hear him call him boring all the time. Oh. So not only was, did Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth get married on screen, this is also the day it's beautiful. Ultimate Warrior held Miss McMahon hostage. Remember this? This was the destruction of the Ultimate Warrior? No. He was going to walk out. But he demanded $55,000. Yes. Sorry, $550,000. Or else he would walk out. Vince paid him and fired him right yeah. after that match. This was the beginning. So that's from the dirt sheets. You're, you're putting this up. Beginning of the end of the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. Wow. Quote, destruction. A little tidbit. Do you think that was the right move for Vinnie Mac to make? Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. I Absolutely. think so, too. You, I think so it too. sets an example to the locker room. Absolutely. But he also had to uh, come through through his obligation to the fans. Right. right. You know? Like. He said Ultimate Warrior was going to be at this event. And so Ultimate you know Warrior what? at that time was a huge draw. Right. So. so it's like, all right, I'll pay you. And all I'm right. firing it tomorrow. Would Vince McMahon do that today? No. No. There's no one on this roster that's Ultimate Warrior level. There's no one on this roster who has the cojones enough to pull that shit off right now. It's a different world in the wrestling business. Mm. It's a different world. Who would have that? Leo Rush no. would have the balls to do that. but. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Okay, wrong question. A lot, a lot of people have the balls to do it. Who would actually None of them. Not get their None of them have the balls to do it. Who would it? not get their ass fired yeah. for it? Leo Rush get fired. Ronda Rousey wouldn't get fired. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar wouldn't get fired. Actually, I take it back. Brock Lesnar 
Brock Lesnar is the only one that could do it and get away with it. No, Brock Lesnar is in the position to do it, but if he would, it would put Vince McMahon in a position to fire him to set that example. No. To say not even not even if you're that Brock Lesnar big should you be able to get away with shit like that. I think part of me actually believes that Vince McMahon is legit afraid of Brock Lesnar. It's possible. I don't blame him. It's possible. Because I, I really feel like he lets Brock Lesnar do whatever he wants. Well, this, this pay-per-view is known as the Wedding of Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. Transitioning to Mark Schwann's wedding. How'd the wedding go, buddy? How's How you feeling? The wedding went the head perfect. Little, head a little heavier? Hand is very heavy, actually. The ring, it feels weird. Weighing you down, ball and chain? Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, it just feels different. Especially when I wash my hands, I'm just like, what is this thing? Like, I, I haven't had wings with this thing yet. I, I don't Do you wear it all the time? Do you take it off the like showering? or? I sleep? forgot my ring yesterday. I went to a Third Eye Blind concert in Jones Beach, and I forgot my forgot my ring. So already, already started, huh? Already yeah, started. Already started. Mm. I'm not a ring guy. I, I never have been. But you know, living it's... that semi charm life, huh? Well played. I saw what you did there. They played Motorcycle Drive by. It was amazing. I have to say, all this hard work did it pay off? Did everything go smoothly? Was the highlight of the night? Oh. Besides your Roddy Piper entrance, yeah, I had an epic entrance. I think it's understatement. That was pretty epic. Thank you. Badass. Thank you. Um, that entrance is great. It was actually, I did a, yeah, I did a Roddy Piper theme. I actually had bagpipes. Yeah, bagpipes and, and all. That was great. And, uh, and a snare drum. And uh, then my, I had my wife come out to uh, Charlotte Flair music, and we did the Ric Flair strut in the woo at the end. It was awesome. No one expected that to happen. Uh, that was a big Again, I'd be surprised if they did expect that to happen. Right, right. We had a really cool first dance as well. We did a we did a melody of songs actually. We didn't oh. do like one first song. We we uh, we actually edited it ourselves really and put it together. Well, I mean, the wedding's costing you a fortune. I mean, you can't pay for the remix, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it was more special that way doing it ourselves too. But dude, everything went great without a hiccup. Uh, one thing is we couldn't fit all the groomsmen in the limo. We're all big guys, so at one point I was freaking out because it was time to go, and we're running late, so I thought I was going to see the bride when I wasn't supposed to, so I was freaking out. I was like, I'm ordering, a, I'm ordering an Uber! I'm ordering an Uber! I started ordering an Uber, but the guys figured it out and got me in. Like, dude, cancel that thing, you fucking psycho. Oh, the AC was broke, so it was a hot fucking day, and we're, we're all crammed in, the, these big fucking guys. That limo sucked, I have to say that. And that was it. Uber pool? I was going to do Uber Uber by myself. Oh, okay. But pool? No, like you're not going to pool. pool. No. I don't do pool in Long Island, actually. You can't. You can't Uber pool in some parts. You can't Uber pool in Westchester. You can only Uber pool in the city. Yeah. You meet some really interesting people when you Uber pool. I, I like Uber pool, I yeah. have to say. Yeah. You meet some very interesting people. I'm the type of person who gets into an Uber mm-hmm. with other people and ignore everybody. Like they're not even there. Like they're nobody. And then they do the same, but then they get so comfortable and not really noticing that I'm there that they'll start having conversations on their phone. And I'm like, this motherfucker is insane. <laughs> like, what is going on in his mind? Like, have you ever gotten into an Uber with someone at 2 o'clock in the morning who's been out drinking oh, I love and those. trying to get a booty call next to someone who's just finishing off a shift at work and it's tired as hell, but then she still has her laptop and she's clicking... I'm like, what's going on? I want to Uber pool with you, buddy. Imagine if you did pick up an Uber. I'm sure it'd been a fun, safe, smooth ride. Just imagine an Uber driver, a mild manner Uber driver. That thing's let's call him Stu. Hi, Stu. 
piece of a piece of a passenger who turns out to be a cop on hot on a trail of a brutal killer. Oh my gosh, this sounds so interesting. He's thrust into a harrowing ordeal where he desperately tries to hold on to his wits, his life, and his five star rating. What? Episode one seventy one brought to you by Stuber, starring Camille Nanjiani oh, and Dave Bautista, now playing in a theater near you. You were saying that's amazing. That's amazing. Only <laughs> only Putty would find a way to tie in that <laughs> uh, fucking Batista Mark. It's true. It's he said, true. Uber, you open the door for me. I had to walk right in. Uh, oh, my God. That's amazing. P- kudos to you, buddy. Thanks, you know what I kudos. want for the next episode? I want a review of this movie. I oh, want like, you to go see the movie. Damn right. And I want a review. We can't do it tomorrow. I want... Is it out? It's out today. National Day Batista New Movie Day. Well, I'm surprised you're here. I had work. <laughs> I had work. Obligation. This is your return. If you weren't coming tonight. I would record it tomorrow and start the movie tonight. Hell yeah. You should go to one of those movie theaters where they like have a bed and they serve you food and shit. I'm going to one of those tomorrow, actually. It's, I don't think they do the bed thing, but I'm going to the Alamo. Did you see that? Like, I recently yeah, I saw some pictures that. of the bed thing. I did see that. I'm going That's... to the Alamo Draft House tomorrow to see Spider-Man. Okay. Cool. That'll be fun. When you got to the studio tonight, I asked you about your wedding. Mm-hmm. You kept calling her your fiance. Is it, have you, you used to calling her your wife yet? No. It's weird. Time? Hey, well, how long? How long does it take? I gotta say, it is very weird. I don't know. So, can I get you into my head for a little bit? Get in my no, head. No, yeah. no, no. Let's, right, let's move on. Let's move on. Get ready. Get, get ready. Fasten your seatbelts. Here we go. Um, so, for a few months after I got married, I don't know why, but in my mind, I didn't want to call her my wife because I felt like it was very, really, it was very like a possessive thing, like modern American male, like going back and this is my wife, you know. You know? So I didn't. I was just like. This is a person. This is Cynthia. This is, you know, you were like I was overthinking that. I shit. totally was. I totally was. So I introduced her as Cynthia, right? To the point that even after my son was born, I would be like, oh, you know, Cynthia, my son's mother. So this People is so not, wild. Yeah, for a lo- for a good two years, I guess. People would be like, wait a second. I've always wondered because you mentioned your Cynthia as your son's mother. Is she your wife? I was like, yeah, she's my wife. Really? Because it's kind of weird that you just call her like your son's mother or Cynthia. And I'm like, yeah, but she's a person. She's a person. So you're making this like a whole political thing now. <laughs> you know, it was weird. It was weird. So now you could exit. Return back to your seats. Well, it's it's not like that for me at all. It's just like, you know, for so long, you know, it, it took me a, a bit at first calling her my fiance because I was just so used to calling her my girlfriend. Then eventually I got used to calling her my fiance. Now it's just like weird. It's my wife. And then when I realized it's my wife, and I actually had a conversation with her the other night about this. It feels like so heavy in a way. Like now like everything like it's like much more serious. <laughs> like when I kiss her, like this means something now. <laughs> Finally. Like this our my, kisses mean something. This is my see, wife. I see, I don't feel that when I kiss her. <laughs> Easy, that's my wife. <laughs> well, you were busy getting married. Green Man filled in for you for BWF. Thank you, Green Man, for doing Summerfest. that. Summerfest. You missed a great show. It was hot. I got to say it was hot. It was hot my wedding day, too. Trust me. I know that. <laughs> it was a very hot day. <laughs> a big accomplishment for both of us. You picked Greek Recon as your one to watch in 2019. I, I picked was... Ace Andrews. Both of us win championships that oh, night. Okay. You're rubbing that in my face here? That you guys lost the Tag Team Championship? No. You brought it up. I didn't. But yeah. BX Strong, undefeated, 5-0, two-man fashion tag team champions. That's fantastic. <sighs> Is what I'm saying? I didn't hear you. Get, look into the microphone. First of all, it's they're a tag team, all right? They're, they're two men. Thank you, not a Green faction. Man. Thank that you. That is the stupidest thing I've ever it's heard. The thing. Batista and Triple H were in a tag team. Batista and Triple H. I'm sorry, Batista and Ric Flair were in a tag team. 
They're part of evolution. They were when, when they were tag team champions. But then who else? Who team. else is in BX Strong? Other than we can't confirm that. Yet. Ace, okay, you can't. Well, let's let's talk about why they are a tag team, and this is something that Michael J. Petty, you cannot deny. One of the things that you enjoy about tag team wrestling is when a tag team comes together and dresses in the same type of. Yeah, you know, types. Yes. Yeah, they show unity. Common theme throughout the show. And then recently at a BWF show, I did see their ring attire Hell yeah, bro. change to be more uniform, like a tag team, Ace Andrews. A team. And because so. Faction. Right. What, what a great night, though. Uh, great woman's action. It was a great show top to bottom. Listen. Poor uh, Hank Flanders was sent to the hospital that night. Was he really? Yeah. So um, Kevin cut touch with him all week. He's doing fine. He's home. He's recovering. So speedy recovery to him, but what a great match though! Great him match, and, uh, TJ. You missed a good show, buddy. You missed a good show. Sounds like I did. Sounds like I did. I, I wish I could have been there to celebrate with Rick Recon um, and console East Coast Syndicate. East Rick Coast, Rick... I, I don't necessarily know. I mean, like hell, I know they they didn't get pinned. They didn't get pinned. So I mean, that's, there's debate for that. I mean, did they really lose? Yeah. No, they didn't lose. They did. It just so happened that, you know, BX Strong got, was there at the right place at the right time. That doesn't necessarily mean that East Coast Syndicate was the raw, was the bad team that day. Oh, no. It wasn't a bad team at all. They, it just means the fact that they're owed their shot again. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to see that match. Love one, that match. well, I should say one-on-one, two-on-two for that one. Get your awesome out of there because they're always losing. They always like to be in their backs. No. For a team called You're Awesome, is it? Oops. They always lose. You know who is awesome? You know who is awesome? Who? Dave Batista. Did you guys watch this Batista 24 documentary on the network? Oh, man. No. I actually did. Fantastic. You I did. did. I actually did. Oh, and great, and great based on your recommendation, because I listened to last week's show, and yeah. you were really hyped about it, and I was like, all right, you know, let, let, me, let me take a look. Let me see how this goes. I'm not a big Batista guy. You are not. I do not think that his interview, like so casual behind stage kind of – connected with me but his story connected with me like he was sitting backstage like doing his interview like he didn't give a fuck but he was very open he was very honest about his uh struggles oh he's got a great story like he came from nothing yeah he came from nothing to be something i love uh there's i don't know if this was on that special but i heard the story about him when he transitioned to hollywood did you guys hear about that one or no fill me in yeah i did i think he probably feel agreement yeah for like what but it was a year the dude, he ran out of money because he wasn't getting paid by WWE anymore. Yeah, he blew all his money. He blew all his yeah. money, and the dude was basically starving. He was like a struggling actor. Wow. Like, like everyone else. He, he already had a name for himself. And um, well, then he got the Garden of the Galaxy gig. He got the Garden of the Galaxy gig. Yeah. Hey, like, dude, he was basically about he was living off nothing. Hmm. Story I'm familiar with because I watched Batista. I Walk Alone, exclusively available on W Home Video. Exactly. A lot of the story that he was telling it did remind me of that because you know you you've already gone over the Batista story. One of the things that did which, strike, which was good because they didn't spend too much time spending on his childhood and growing up. Mm-hmm. It was more of him like why that. he left and his struggles right. in Hollywood and then his wanting to come back. Storybook ending. His quote unquote dream chaser. If you want something to watch on the network, I highly recommend Batista uh, Dream Chaser W twenty four. I'll tell you one thing, one line that really stuck out to me, and this uh, rings really true into us who are trying to get into this wrestling business and trying to do something because it's something that we're passionate about. He, he said, I got to a point where I was very passionate about this business. I was very passionate about being successful. And there's a lot of sacrifices that you had to sacrifice. And he sacrificed his family life for it. 
and he was very clear and very open about, you know, like I wasn't going to be able to do both, but, and that was the sacrifice. So in this point, that's something that I'm not ready to do. And I know I will not ever be in the moment to be like, you know what? I love wrestling so much that, all right, you know, I'm getting a divorce. I'm going to put all my money in this, but there's a lot of people in the business right now who come into it because they are single because they're able to, you know, not leave anything behind and just go all in. That's why Mark's here because you left the show to focus on your family. Yeah. Some Batista wasn't willing to do. He was wanting to chase that brass ring, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the thing. I mean, I think anything, any dream you have in life, it takes great sacrifice. Yes, you're going to sacrifice time. You're going to sacrifice uh, money, you're going to sacrifice family, you're going to sacrifice friends, you're going to sacrifice a lot of stuff. There are people in your life that are going to get it. And I, I and I could say I, I'm fortunate enough to have a lot of people in my life that do understand. You're welcome. Uh, thank you. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not as... There are people that are just not as blessed or not as lucky. And I, I've encountered that too where people just didn't understand, didn't get it. And guess what? We're not friends anymore. I'm not together with that person anymore. It, it happens. You know, you you can't lose focus on what you want. But, Mark, you've always been an actor. Like, that's always something that you wanted to do, correct? It's always something that you've pursued. So, like, if I would have met you 10 years ago, I would have known you wanted to be an actor. It was something you were pursuing, right? Right. Okay. For me, for example, me breaking into what we're doing, the podcast, the commentary, and... That was after you were married? That was after... I lived, a, I guess, a civilian life, right? Mm-hmm. Like a life where, you know, this was not a possibility. This was not me going to be like, hey, I want this opportunity. The opportunities came to us and it was great because of the podcast, but it wasn't like, hey, we're going to do this podcast because we want to break into the wrestling business because we want to make something of a name for ourselves in this business. But guess what, though? People change. It is now. People change. Dreams change. Goals change. I mean... You know, I never thought in my wildest dreams I would be involved in professional wrestling. I, I've always had a desire. I've loved professional wrestling ever since I was, God, I don't know, six, five. I don't even know. I, I never thought in my wildest dreams I would be in it somehow, some way. And yet here I am within this last, not even a year yet, I'm involved. I'm heavily involved in the, in, in the indie scene right now. And that's me kind of like, I hate to say half-assing it because there's a lot of things I had to do from my wedding and getting married and yada yada. But like, you know, I'm ready to take the next step now to do more so full throttle because I love it that much. But the type of wrestling schedule that we're holding to now is a very similar to an acting schedule. It is where it's very random throughout the day. It's not like a nine to five, it right? Is, yeah. So it's very difficult for someone, let's say in my position. To say to my wife, all right, you know what? I am going to be away all weekend because of wrestling shows. I am going to go do a podcast late at night and not come back home till like 3 in the morning. But it's something that you've already grown accustomed to your loved ones and the people around you. So it is a little bit different. Well, but know, I saw it, – it, It's like – it's not like I'm giving up acting for wrestling. I'm still doing both and – It's because it, you're great at it, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> but, like, you know, it's – I think in not just talking about marriage or a romantic relationship it involves, you know, platonic relationships, professional relationships. Everything comes down to communication. Like I and I'm not saying able that you don't communicate with your wife, but like I, I'm just saying in general, you, you always need to, you should communicate with your partner. And just let them know what's going on, what you're oh, thinking, what you're feeling, what you want to do with your life and just let them know. Not necessarily seek permission. I, I don't, but be I don't, on the same page. Yeah. And just work out a plan. And don't communicate like Maria Kanellis did. 
did <laughs> when she told Mike Bennett that she was pregnant on Monday right. Night Raw. Right. That's that's poor communication right <laughs> that's there. Poor. That's a great example of pure <laughs> poor communication. I'm sure we'll get more into that in Raw Cheers and Heels. Michael J. Putty. Yeah, there was a moment in the, the Batista documentary where he's earned all this money. Right. And he, you spoil it. You, you, you're an idiot. You just buy frivolously and pointless stuff. There and are people who do that. When they get money, they've never had it. Yeah. But he's traveled on the road so much, he felt bad for his wife. So he bought his wife a beautiful, beautiful car. Mercedes-Benz. Very expensive car. Mm-hmm. They got divorced. Custom. She got it in the settlement. So he bought it back from her. And it's one of the light-hard moments was he bought this car twice. I'm like, damn. Wow. That's like a Ric Flair story, I gotta say. Because he was so invested in this car, it meant so much to him. I got divorced. He had to buy it twice. I mean, it's one of the car back. It's one of those rough moments where you're like, Ugh. although their schedule is easier, I mean, rougher than our indie schedule, I guess, because you only do it on the weekends, pretty much, right? Right. I your, mean, your I, week's free to do. My week is free to do. And, but there, there are times I have to work like, acting gigs on weekends. Uh, you come right. Typ- that's typically more so like the indie scene, uh, in movies and the entertainment world. Well, I guess this entertainment as well, let's just say. But you know what I mean. No, yeah, of course. I mean, but Batista has, it's much more grueling because not only does he have the acting schedule, but, you know, he has to keep up with appearances and he has to do uh, the interviews and the the campaign tours and any other function he has to do. You know, I mean, it's it's the same shit. It's the same with me with acting. Like, it's not just I'm on set. Or I'm at a wrestling show. Like, you know, there's a lot of network events that I have to go to. I mean, you're pretty much a socialite. And that's just your way of getting more work. <laughs> Speaking of acting and Batista, make sure you check out Stuber, available now in a theater near you. Are they really sponsoring the show? Hell yeah, bro. So we can go on and on all night about Batista. I mean, at least I can. But I see your drink's empty, Mark. Let's go downstairs. It is empty. Give you an Irish last kiss there. Good eye. And uh, we'll come back to the week that was wrestling news. It's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty, Green Man, and Mark Schwab. All right, guys, ready to get some news this week? Yeah, lay it on me, bruh. For his triumphant return to Monday Night Raw, Roman Reigns won the first ever Best W Moment Award at the ESPYs this week. How did that not happen? Yeah, but that said that when the news was announced. The one came close. That was the only one you can go with. Right. You can't top that. Saying that I quote, for me, just to be able to be healthy was the only award I needed. This is just so flattering for everyone to kind of lift me up and show the support system and love from everybody. It was never about awards or anything like that. It was just about awareness. So that makes sense. I mean, like I said, no, no one came close. No. I wonder if that's why they introduced this award this year. Because... I was just going to say, because if they do it again next year, like who, who could actually, it would actually have to be a WWE moment. Yeah, we'll find right? out. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they did it because of this, but like, you know, WWE is catching so much steam. Uh, wrestling in general right now is catching a lot of like, um, like um, I'm, I'm blanking on the word here. Steam. You know, main, <laughs> yeah. Mainstream uh, news it's reaching. Once again, yeah. You know, and yeah, once again, but I, probably more so than ever. But this, this would have been great. In the Attitude Era, because there were so many moments after moments after moments. But, you know, keep in mind, like, you know, WWE had that stank to them at that time. Yeah, that's true. You know, WWF, I should say, back then. Now it's just, it's more, you know, it's more friendly to everyone. It's, it, they're viewing it more so as a sport. I mean, ESPN is for covering now. it, for God's well, sake. Well, used to. When the coach was there, then they stopped. So I'm kind of surprised they brought it back, because they they're not really talking about WWE anymore. 
surprised they brought this back out of nowhere. I, you know, they, they still have, there's still an influence there. So I watched some of the show. That's the last half of the show I watched, waiting for this award to come. No, Reigns won it on the red carpet during the pre-show. Thanks. <laughs> but congratulations to him. See what happens next year. Maybe they make the main show. Maybe. Doubt it. No, the news. Apparently, Green Man, he posted this on our social medias. Enzo Amore and Joey Janela got to a fight during a Blink-182 concert. It wasn't a fight. Uh, okay. It was I mean, a verbal encounter. Fists were put up. Yeah, fists were put up. Were they Chests were puffed out. Were fists it's, to cuffs, though? They, no. No? No. Yeah, one of the biggest boring stories of the week, right? One of those nothing stories of the week? No, not at all. I think um, it's... Uh, it's challenging a lot of people to think if it's a work or if it's actually Plus, something that really happened. Every story I've read about this, this is not a work. This is definitely not a work. I'm like, then why am I reading about this then? Who cares? Well, I mean, if you look at the Twitters between those two before this actually happened, I feel, this guy, see? I feel like see, it's a little Instagram, bit of a work. Instagram Mark, the Twitters. I feel like it's a little bit of a work. They both found themselves at the right place at the right time. They were both at the Blink-182 concert and, you know... I think they're they're plotting for and a future a job, match right? between them. Doesn't need a job. Yeah. Mark, so. any comments about this? <laughs> Not really. I mean, well, I, I, I'm, no I'm just more concerned about Blink-182 right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this is uh, little stop, Wayne, stop. All right, little listen, Wayne left let, the concert tour. You let me this? tell you something. I did. I did right. hear that. So two you, weeks? You guys talked a lot about AEW being competition for WWE. The yeah, WWE is scared because AEW, AEW is coming to? around. What show are you listening to? We talked about that at all. Yes. You talk about it all the time. Not me. He believes AEW yeah, is but, awesome. Yeah, but he hasn't been here for You're a loyalist One with month. WWE. Sorry, it's been so long. You don't see Time AEW together. as competition. This is the competition. This is what the WWE wants to capitalize on. And it's not just AEW. So um, it, it stems a lot further than that. It stems in the competition of independent wrestling. It, it stems no, from the right. it allowing performers to actually create something that generates an interest in the fans, in the population that says, holy shit, is it real? Is it fake? Who cares? Because you know what? In a year from now, when you see Joey Janela versus Enzo Amore at what? Double zero, you called it? You're going to want to watch. You're going to want to watch. You know, I, uh, it shouldn't be a year from now. Like, if it is a work, it needs to be done soon because people are just going to forget. Again, like we talked about, you know, Twitter has a shelf life of five minutes. I, I If that is a work, well Twitter's. done. But I, I don't necessarily know. I, I, You know, I think it's just the fact that Enzo Amore is behind us. I, I just – he's just so whacked out of his mind. Desperate for attention? Yeah, desperate for attention. Like, you know what? I, I'm not one to bash anyone here, but I'll, I'll gladly bash Enzo. Like, you know, the, the dude's just so fucking out there. And I, you don't know what you're going to get from him. And I don't necessarily mean that in a good way. Let's move on. Too much time talking about Enzo. The last time WWE held tapings of Ron Smackdown at MSG was back in November of 2009. Well, this year, they announced after a 10-year absence, they're coming back to MSG. That's fantastic news. Right. Thank you. Fantastic time. news. Finally. Finally. I'm going to fucking go to Brooklyn to fucking sh- the shitty uh, Barclays Center. I can t- hop on the train, go to MSG. Take that L-I-R-R. Yeah, the lure. I miss like shows like that in the garden, you know? I do know, yes. So wait, it, holds, go? it holds like, what, 19,000 people, right? I think like 20,000. They 20, expanded 000? it. Yeah. They did expand it, huh? Yeah. You got well, a sky is, bridge now? This is the new garden. The new garden is bougie, so you could get some you know, nice craft beers I haven't been to the new garden. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should get a shot of wrestling skybox. Let's do this. When is it? September 9th and 10th. I have to look into that. A week before my birthday. 
No one cares. Two months before his Obviously. <laughs> two months before his birthday. September. Oh, yeah. If your birthday's birthday. in November, to make sure it's a Green Man, did just you forget? Just to you. I'll just test you. Did you forget your birthday again? We're at, we're at a special party. Calm down. I'm just testing you. you in other you news, there's been much speculation about the future of LAX at Impact Wrestling. Apparently, their contract expired after this past Slammiversary event, but I totally forgot about. Her Slammiversary was awesome. Props to everybody over there at Impact. The team is still under contract until August. The WWE really wants LAX. Really? Because really? They, are, are, they are aware they have a big offer from AEW. Right now, it's unknown which deal LAX wow. will take. I'm assuming they go with AEW, no? More freedom. Do you seem like the guys want freedom? More advancement to go to indie stuff Here's the and thing. Do other promotions? A month ago, I would have said yes. Wow. Now you have this whole change of Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff taking over respectfully Raw and SmackDown. But Vince uh, still has the final say, though. Vince still has his final say, but apparently Vince is now listening more so than ever. I mean, we're seeing glimpses of what's going on here with Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff. Uh, we're not going to see the full effect until after Extreme Rules. You know, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, it might it might make people listen a little bit more as far as the offer from WWE. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. LAX is something special. I remember going to House of Glory, probably one of my second or third independent shows, and this was a group that really stood out to me. They were really tight in what their Gimmick, and I, I use that word loosely because, like, really tight into what they were representing. They were representing the Spanish culture. They were representing Boricuas. They were representing the minority. Their in-ring work was really tight. When they went to Impact Wrestling, they were able still to keep of what that original LAX or NY FBO was, right? And they, you know, tag got together with LAX and it still kind of created something very special. I think if that went to the WWE, they would not know what to do with it. I thought see uh, the Usos was LAX. That would be cool. That would be cool to watch. See happens. Also, it depends. Like, well, Green Man, how would you feel if LAX were, were if they were in NXT keeping the LAX moniker and the, the whole their whole gimmick? How would you feel about that? NXT, huh? Mm. I think I think they could probably do really good there. It, it, the thing is, I think the WWE, if they were smart, they would really just let them be who they are and represent the Spanish community, um, because that's something that I think the WWE wants to capitalize on. Which you know, everybody's always looking for like that next Mexican star. You know, someone to be that next Rey Mysterio, and you know, Andrade Cienamas is being groomed to be that person. But there's so much more to the Latinos out there than just Mexico. No, absolutely. I think that's always been the biggest problem with WWE. Are they from Puerto Rico? What's that? They're from Puerto Rico, not Mexico. No, no I'm no, saying, saying that right. Mexico gets represented as the Spanish community and in wrestling when there's a lot more to it. And Puerto Rico has a lot of... Oh, my God. Well, Are you kidding me? A lot of lineage in, in professional wrestling. But here's the thing, and I was actually about to touch on what Green Man was saying here. Was I, the problem with WWE is, yes, they're always looking for that next Spanish star, but they want it to be Rey Mysterio. They want it to be the next Rey Mysterio, and you're right. It's That's Mexican wrestling. That's Mexican culture right there. It's not necessarily Latino per se. There's a large amount of Latino wrestling out there that's not just Mexico, and it doesn't necessarily have to be Rey Mysterio. It's I think it comes down to Vince McMahon, honestly. I mean, I think that's the problem, but now... Now apparently things might be different. Who knows? I've heard that before. 
<laughs> we we've all heard it before, but you know what? I think AEW is forcing WWE's hand into this. Uh, I know the news. Story I've been following closely. I have sources. Yeah, I have sources, Sebastian. Zachary Manson, the man who attacked Bret Hart in the Hall of Fame ceremony, remember this? Yes. Yes. Has a arraignment postponed yet again. And now face trial allegedly September 9th. His arraignments keep getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. If found guilty, he'll face a year in prison. Yeah, that's, that's not enough. Put him in life. For life, exactly. Put him in solitary. Put him in the sharpshooter for life. Now, Bret Hart himself went on record saying he feels the punishment he suffered immediately after his attack is more than justified. So he's Agreed. kind of forgiven him. Agreed. And he's getting punched in the face by Ronda Rousey's husband and uh, Dash yeah. Wilder is uh, breaking, what, breaking his nose or something like that. Fucking idiot. Brett probably moved on already. He was just like, wait, that happened? Oh, yeah. I, I'm that. pretty much. I've moved on. I guess I, I'm the only one who hasn't. Okay, let's yeah. move on. Daniel Cormier teased about facing Brock Lesnar in the WWE ring. Remember uh, when last, Cormier's last fight, Brock Lesnar came to the ring, octagon, and they had a little physical altercation? Yes. The story was Brock Lesnar, Daniel Cormier, UFC, but Brock retired unexpectedly. So that match won't happen in the UFC. Well, during the ESPY Awards, Cormier mentioned how he might have to go to WWE to finish this fight. Ooh. Now, we know Daniel Cormier is auditioning for a commentary role, but you're a UFC guy, right? Not really. No. I, I watch if it's on. Do you want to see Daniel Cormier in the uh, WWE? Do you th- I think this match will lose its luster in a scripted, out, predetermined yeah, outcome. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like, it, it's just like, I think people want to see a real fight between these two. I don't think um, they're going to get that in WWE. The, yeah, they're not going to get that in WWE. No, I think you'll get something better. Really? If, yeah, because if you think about what they were able to do with Ronda Rousey and bring her from where she was in the UFC and bring her credibility behind it to bring Cormier versus Brock, you could actually tell a story. And it won't just be like these two guys are going to go and fight and the fight's over. Like, this could be a long, drawn-out thing of, like, but not them everyone... calling each other out. Not- passing each other, getting into a scuffle behind stage, and leading up to like a must-see main event fight. Not everyone from UFC or MMA can translate into WWE. I'm like a Dan Severn. He was a a fucking animal in UFC, but it didn't necessarily translate into WWE. I went to the uh, when WrestleMania was at uh, in New Orleans. I went to the Bloodsport. You know, at that time it was Matt Riddle's Bloodsport. And they did this whole thing where they were mixing MMA people and people from that realm with actual independent wrestlers. That is something that maybe the WWE could actually capitalize, where they remove all the ropes, you know, and make it more of that fight feel still with a predetermined outcome and telling that story. But I would want to see something like that. It would be interesting. I, I feel like they can't do a whole pay-per-view or, or or special like that but they could probably do a match like that that would yeah. be interesting yeah just the just one match like main event of SummerSlam. I, I dig it do you i would dig it no he's just appeasing me no no i, I, so. I I'm, I'm picturing that and i think that would be cool i mean like as of right now who you would do that in the roster with i mean it would be interesting to see someone do that with brock lesnar and bobby lashley to do that mm. type of match that would be cool he wants lesnar he does want lesnar he's He's probably going to get Lesnar at one point, but the thing is, Brock Lesnar, he can't be a face. Bobby Lashley is not a very good face. Nope. You know, it's he needs some character work, and I, you know, is Paul Heyman the guy to help him do that? Maybe. Let's yeah, see. Definitely. That's all the news I got this week. Anything you want to talk about? Yeah, that's all the news out there, right? I I, list, I missed the last month. 
<laughs> yeah, so, you missed a lot. I missed a lot. What happened? <laughs> Go back and listen to the last four episodes. You find out. Yeah, catch, okay, catch cool. yourself up. Well, episode 171 brought to you by Stuber. You hear me talk about it. Let's play the trailer. Let's get some cheers and heels. Please be a five-star ride. Hey! Uber? Yeah. Be cool, be nice. I'm Stu. How do you do? Compton. I'm LAPD. Let's go. Or do you have a more specific address? Compton! Stop yelling, neighborhoods. That's not how Uber works. Hi. Hi, ladies. What the hell's going on? You selected the Uber pool option. Uber what? Ladies, official police business. Is that even real? Get out of the car! Official police business? Go and see a friend. Take this. Oh, I am not touching that. It's a baby gun. It allows you to fire it while crying. Is this an Uber? (laughs) Get angry! Stop that! Why are you laughing? Oh, this! This is the least! You got a shot in the leg. Good for you, man. You're such a first guy. <gasps> You're scared, Mr. Boo, and I love it. How do you know my dad? I got an idea. I'm going to put this propane tank at them. You shoot it, you'll blow up their car. He kidnapped me. <laughs> Doesn't freaking Jaws. Exactly. Just like Jaws, it's going to work. Ready? We killed some people. Go! Oh! Huh. I get it. We need help. Someone's trying to murder us. Hello, operator. We need help. Someone's trying to murder us. <laughs> okay, there we go. A shot of wrestling presents Cheers and Here. Thanks, Shane. Let's get back to some Raw and SmackDown. You watch Raw and SmackDown, or are you basking in the glow of Wedding Bliss? What's Raw and SmackDown? <laughs> They're two shows that happen. Raw's getting better and better, but this AEW? Oh, yeah, cool. Let's... Love AEW. <laughs> I'm kidding. Let's talk about AEW. I know Raw and SmackDown. My God, I've watched it. Raw's getting better and better, but this kind of took a couple steps back. But, like, Lizzie Evans and Baron Corbin aren't a pair of couple. No, I don't know why they keep calling them. But that's the storyline. So. I mean, guess Kofi Kingston and Bailey, are they a pair of couple? No, they're not. They're just fucking annoying. Drake Maverick's wife's kind of hot, though. Are you you over Kofi Kingston? Yeah. Really? I never was under him. Fickle. When did he lose you? Fickle. I was never under him. Fickle. Hmm. Fickle. Good for for him. I'm not investing in the storyline at all, but okay, good for him. I I love his story. Let them get the opportunity. But the opportunity is over. Time to move on. Nothing. Go for it, but I'm not invested in his storylines at all. See, that's the problem right now with WWE. who's, Who's that person... That if you put the strap on, that they're going to be able to carry that company. That's the problem. Well, the, the problem is you 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 There's get no all one. these indie wrestlers. I'm sorry to knock it, but like not all indie wrestlers are like this. I'll, I'll say that. But you get all these guys that focus on the craft and the moves in the ring. Great, they're they're phenomenal athletes, but they don't have a lot of character work. They don't know how to necessarily speak in the mic. They don't necessarily 
they're not comfortable with that role. You don't necessarily care about that role. So you need somebody who gets both of them. You, you need a combination of the two. Like Darius Carter, current BCW champion. That's Yeah, but that uh, but that's, that's, that's a knock. Are you going to say that to me right here? Are you serious right now? Are you going to say that to me right now? Are you going to say that in my face and expect me not to be... Yeah, yeah moving on. Why are we having a beat-the-clock challenge for the SmackDown Women's Championship on Raw? Why? I see, I see you're still upset. Are you, you okay? You are right? I'm not, I'm not okay with that. I mean, That's still fresh about the whole Darius Carter thing. That's why. Get choked by Sarah Logan. Um, Kevin Owens did a... Quote unquote, I don't like that they're calling this a pipe bomb by Kevin Owens. Who's calling it a pipe bomb? The, the internet's calling yeah, it a pipe bomb. These fucking marks. AEW no, marks are calling it a fucking no, pipe bomb. No, but where did it come from? Did, it, did the word pipe bomb come from the internet or did it come from the WWE? Inter- internet. Okay. Internet first. All right, cool. Like, okay. This is just the comparison. Good, good job, Marks. You don't know what the term pipe bomb means, but okay. But, but, see, now people think that uh, this is an Eric Bischoff. You haven't been on the show yet. Right. Uh, right. No, it's not even the marks. I think Booker T says really? something. Booker? Booker. What did he say? That he sees Eric Bischoff's influence. In the, is it Booker T or someone else? Maybe. But so, so, Are you not giving me fake news? <laughs> no, no. It was someone in. The, it, was, it was an actual person that gave you. Yeah, an actual person gave you fake news, apparently. I'll look it up right now. It's, I think, so I'm pretty sure it's Booker T. I'm so like here's, my problem. here's my problem with this booking. The fact that people are referring it to a pipe bomb. If if Eric Bischoff is taking over, right? If he's taking over, when, when, if and when, whenever it happens, and then this is part rules. of his influence, he's recycling. All he's doing is recycling things that have worked in the past. Well, welcome to wrestling business. What's yeah, wrong the, with that? Welcome to wrestling. You business. know, but look at, that, the movie, look at the movie business. I but mean, let, yeah. but let's create something like. The reason the pipe bomb thing was so well done and people talked about it and it's still something that cemented in people's mind. It's because it was unique. It was different. And it was, came at the right place at the right time. Do something unique. Do something different. I'm pretty different. sure PM Punk wasn't the first guy to drop a pipe bomb. They just coined that phrase when he did it. Is well, there here, here, any other pipe bomb that you... Paul Heyman on Vince McMahon was probably one of the most epic things ever. Uh, when Joey Styles Joey quit Styles, yeah. WWE, Joey Styles was good I mean, there there have been a few pipe bombs that have happened. Dustin Rhodes and WCW when he was seven. Oh, that's right. Was fantastic. You know, there have been I thought, pipe, I thought that was scripted though. There have been pipe bombs that have happened before in wrestling. But then, why is the CM Punk one the only one that is remembered as the pipe bomb? Because that's when the term came about. That's yeah, exactly. That's just when the term came. That's about. what the WWE that's, called that's, it, pipe yeah. bomb. Or I don't know. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't know who called it, coined the term pipe bomb, but they pushing it as the pipe bomb. Right. But like, here's the thing. I mean, that obviously worked before. It's happened before. It's not necessarily new. Nothing new ever happens really in anything. It, it, I mean, you look at uh, Lion King, Toy Story. Look at the Hollywood right now. Yeah, look at Hollywood right now. But look at one of the greatest gimmicks of all time, Ric Flair. That wasn't even original. That's right. (laughs) The nature boy, Buddy Rogers. Right. His woo wasn't original. He got that from uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. Oh, Jerry Lewis, excuse me. Like, um, like, you know, nothing is original. It's just how you, you can take something and you can enhance it and make it better and make it your own. That's, there's a difference. Are you working me? You're working me right now? I'm, I'm just telling you what it is, buddy. So you're telling me if I want to be successful in this business, I just got to take something that someone did really well and just make it my own? Name an idea right now that you think is original, and I guarantee you someone else has done it. A guy with a million dollars. <laughs> million dollar man. Uh, a guy who's great at executioning stuff. Brett the Hitman Hart. A guy who breaks hearts. Shawn Michaels. Damn. 
I mean, you're, it's, it's true, I a guess. Guy who, a, I, got the, I got this. Ready? Got it? Fuck you, bro. A guy who cuts hair. Brutus to Barber Beefcake. Damn. Uh, is, it, is it Miz original? Come on. How about, like, how about a wrestler who's a podcaster? Zack Ryder. Yeah, Zack Ryder, right? <laughs> oh, radio. Yeah. Tell me everything you know. Do you think Raw and SmackDown are in good hands going forward? Do you think they'll get better and better? I think... Yes. Ooh. While we're talking about Raw for a moment. I'm sorry. Finish your thought. No, that, that's it. He asked oh. a question and answered it. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> End of thought. Go on. <laughs> I just didn't want to interrupt you, but okay. The Paul when Paul Heyman apparently it was the first Raw that Paul Heyman was overseeing, right? And the whole thing with Bobby Lashley happened and, and Braun Strowman. Okay, did that really happen because Paul Heyman was part of the show now, like he was running shit? Because that was a very elaborate plan for them within four days from this announcement to say, hey. This is what I want to do now. Well, apparently, before, like he's got, he pulled a lot of strings to get all of that coordinated. Well, keep in mind, here's the thing: Eric Bischoff is a new hire. Paul Heyman's already been there. Paul Heyman's already had his hands on a few different storylines, so it's easier for Paul Heyman to integrate into that new role. So I don't necessarily think it was so brand new as people think, because that must have been planned for at least what two weeks. I was sure Paul Heyman was give or take a two to get pyro to get you know all the all the camera crew everything that you need to actually film and think it out right. exactly how you want it. Well, TV works, especially live TV works fast, very fast. Yeah, it could have been a week. It, it could have been. It, it really could have. Well, been. this is where I need the expert. Hollywood could something like this get pulled off like in days notice? Like yes. someone yes. comes in and wants to, yeah, yes. Because they have the resources to do something. They like have this? the resources to. It's not like you're working on a guerrilla indie crew. You're, you're working. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You're working with a multi-million dollar corporation. Billion dollar. Billion dollar. Excuse me. Mark Schwann checking his phone because his so, wife texts him. New, new, uh, <laughs> new era here in Shadow Wrestling. It's a new era. Going behind the scenes here. When uh, Green Man, you interviewed PCL, right? Yes. Heading to the show, about to introduce the interview. I'm like, I said this heartfelt memory of. One of the most biggest memories I have of PCO okay. was this match against Big Boss. Until I realized it wasn't PCO, yeah, it was the fucking PCO. Mountie. <laughs> I was going to say. Like, oh man, I remember that. This, this match. The, he, was, uh, he was the Quebecers. The jailhouse match is one of the, one of the matches that stands out to me as a kid. But, uh, what a well, great match. Well, if Go we're being honest. Network. If we're being honest, could I, could I tell you a little insight into that interview that never that hit the cutting room floor? Please. I was so nervous to interview PCO because also PCO was like really like becoming the big thing this was before he got into roh so i'm a little nervous i got all my notes i like looked at videos and i'm like all right i know exactly how this is gonna go i planned it out all in my head and i called him jacques rougeau yeah. oh, <laughs> no. i edited it out but i was like ladies and gentlemen here at a shot of wrestling we welcome jacques rougeau oh, and no. we finished the interview he's like hey bro um by the way when you do introduction you call me by my partner's name. Are you just ribbing me? I was like, yes. It was funny, right? <laughs> it's funny because uh, when they go the uh, around the world, the commentary teams, uh, Ray Rougeau, like, oh, the looks good. That's fucking the mouth. He's fucking his brother. <laughs> but PCO, wow. What a talent, man. And what a way he has uh, like reinvented himself. That's it's a, so that's impressive, thing, man. He's just he had, so he had a big gap too. Right? He yeah. disappeared for a while. And came Dude, back. dude's in his fifties, bro. And we're talking about him. 
Yep. Yeah. It goes so to show it's never too late. It's never too late to reinvent yourself and make a name for yourself. Let's get into some go-home thoughts. We had a great, great night, Green Man, at BWF Summerfest. Rub it in. It was great. You got married. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we'll come from the Bronx at Darrow's Extreme Fitness 2 in the Bronx is for Escape from New York. The teams have officially been announced. Let's run down the card. Team BWF. Captain by Brother Greatness, Tyree Taylor, and you're awesome. <sighs> Team One Above All, Anthony Gangone, Jack Gallo, Jay George, and a mystery partner. He has not officially announced the fourth character yet. Team WXW, Sean Multa, Wildman Rojas, Garrison Spears, and Vinnie Mack. Vinnie Mack? What? what? Team Young, Dumb, and Broke, Jordan Oliver, Elias Taylor, Charlie Tiger, and Griffin McCoy. Great young kids really making their name and their We saw him at the uh, at standalone wrestling standalone. at yeah. Boardwalk Beatdown. Yeah. Those kids got under my skin, though. Oh, they were so annoying, but like purposely annoying. They won, though. They, they, they were, yeah. That, that's how much respect. I had so much respect after I had I left that evening about Young Diamond Bro because it was someone that I've seen images of and I heard like they were making waves um, in the independent scene coming together and shit. And dudes came out and they were just so freaking annoying but i knew they were doing it purposely you know like same way i felt about uh orange cassidy the first time i met him yeah, saw him, yeah. so i was like oh i hate these guys and then i'm like oh i hate that i hate these guys because they want me to hate them because that's what they want me to do fuck them oh i hate them even more oh team, but it's they're it's so great team so great. swf monster mac magic steve the body lugo and jay cage Team IWA, Astro Morales, JD Alpha, Anthony Silva, and Frankie Picard, a good friend from Standalone Wrestling. That's right. This team sounds stacked. I'm looking forward to this team. Team WrestlePro, Nikos Rikos, Chris Kuehling, Craig Steele, and Bobby Wayward. Ooh. And what they're calling, Abel, Team BCW. Oh, who? I guess we'll just call it Team Sassusian Squad. Sassusian. Eric Jade and Rick Recon, Dominic De Niro, and Chris Barton. Hell yeah! That's why I said for last. He, he was for last. <laughs> I mean, this is eight great teams here. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to Anthony Gilbert. There is only one dominant team, baby. There is only one that's going to win it all, and it's BCW all the way, baby. Shouldn't Team BCW have some BCW guys on them? There, no. is, there is all BCW guys. This is this is Team Satsushin Squad. It is a Satsushin Squad. And what Anthony Cole is a genius. Like, You're going to put it, four it, guys in one team from your promotion. Why not put a team that's already teamed together? That's pure genius by Anthony Cole. These other guys, these other promotions, they don't know what they're doing. They're putting all these random guys together. They're trying to make a dream team. Anthony got going. Hollywood, Hollywood you're, 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 you're upsetting me. You're getting me hot again. But why wouldn't you have the champion? Thank you. Darius Carter oh my God. on your team. It's the same problem. Because that- Darius Carter is all so, for hey, himself. Hey bro, please, stop yelling for the microphone. He's get, all get for himself. We all know that. Darius Carter looks out for number numero uno. That's himself. It's and same- Darius Carter, he'll admit it himself. I'm sure he will. BCW, they going the right route. You have four spots. You have a stable of four people. Put that stable in, and they will win the whole thing. It just so happens to be my Satsujin squad. Will Team BCW be without you and Nia Kennedy at ringside? Nia Kennedy, I can't speak for her, but I will say for myself, unfortunately, oh, you I won't will be there. You're the I will be on my honeymoon. I will be in Europe. If Nia Kennedy's not there, that kind of evens the roster. I know who you're picking. Greenman, do you have an early prediction here? I am liking that, that WrestleBro team. It's looking pretty yeah. strong, man. 
Nico Ricos just recently on NXT. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we saw Chris Quilling in uh, BCW recently in a monster match. Very impressive. He he tore apart my Armani tie, by the way. Oh, did you ever get right. reimbursed? No, I, I was scared to ask for reimbursement. That dude mm-hmm. tried to get me in a, in a cellar. I, I just get out of there for my life. It's a very dangerous job you lead. It, it was. It was. I can't really fill a commitment until I find out who the fourth member of Team One Above All is. But uh, are, you, are you guys seriously doubting the Satsujin squad? Are you guys pulling a Darius Carter right now and sleeping on the Satsujin squad? I'm not squad? sleeping on the Satsujin squad, but I have to agree with Michael J. Putty because it's the same thing that I hate with the WWE draft. When they start drafting people and they don't choose the champion, the champion is the champion for a reason. The champion made it to the top of the mountain for a reason. Well, who's the number one contender right now for the BCW World Heavyweight Championship? Who could very well be the next BCW World Heavyweight Champion? It's Eric Jaden. And he is leading the squad. He is leading BCW. He is a BCW original. I wouldn't want anyone else leading the charge for BCW. That's cool. You can live in the future, and that's cool. You can live in the future, but this is the present. Darius Carter is the present, the now. He's the our father and he should be a part of that team. So I bet you want Antonio Brown on your team as well. Because that's exactly what Darius Carter he, is. He, he, that is. He plays for himself. He is team him, myself, and I. He is not a team player. And that's what BCW needs. I'm very impressed with Team BWF, Brother Greatness, Tyree Taylor. You're awesome. But those guys are not really – the momentum is not behind them. Right now, I'm kind of feeling Astro Morales, J.D. Alpha, Anthony Silva, and Frankie Picard, IWA. But either, we can talk all night about it. Eight teams, eight great teams come together. Make sure you're there. August 3rd, BWF presents Escape from New York. For the Bronx, I mean, you won't be there. You'll be in the Bahamas. Where are you going to Huntington? I will be. No, I won't be Europe. in the Bahamas. I'll be in the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. Where are you going? I'll, I'll be in Europe, my man. I'm going to. That exact date, I'm not too sure I'll be. He's, he's George Clooney it. Yeah, I, I am. I'm going to be in Venice. <laughs> Hollywood, right? Yeah. Venice, uh, Greek islands, uh Croatia, Montenegro, I'll, I'll, I'll be out there, man. That's when when you come back from your honeymoon, we'll, co- we'll come back to the Bronx for Friday, August 16th. BCW presents counting. 25 and counting. That's right. I'll be there for that one. And I'll see there. I'll see it, man. I'm going to be there live for it when Eric Jaden becomes the new BCW World Heavyweight Champion. Thank you. I mean, There's please, a lot of pomp and circumstances co- behind that up. voice right there, but... I, I, I have to admit, headlined by Darius Carter versus Eric Jaden. We've been watching as fans BCW for um, as long as the podcast has been going on because we both, the company and the podcast, kind of started hand in hand Pretty around much, the yeah. same time. And, you know, Eric Jaden has been someone who's been mid card, worked his up to, to co main events. As Darius Carter you calls know. him, match number three, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Intermission. Mr. Intermission. But you know what? He made his way all the way to the top. He didn't have um, it gifted to him. He didn't have – he wasn't the chosen one, and he had to work his way all the way to the top as a BCW original. He and worked I his that. ass off. Hell Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. I respect much. that. What, what? Because Kofi Kingston, what, 11 years, he was a mid, deemed a mid-carter. Look at today. That's what counts. What matters today, not yesterday – not five minutes ago, today, right now, at this moment, Kofi Kingston is the world heavyweight champion for WWE. Eric Jaden, yes, has worked his way to this spot. He worked his ass off, but guess what? Right now, at this moment, today, 
He is the number one contender for the World Heavyweight Championship for BCW, for Darius Carter's title. And I guarantee you this, he didn't work this hard to just be the number one contender. No, he's worked his ass off to get what he rightfully deserves and to have that BCW World Championship around his waist. So Darius Carter, I hope you're listening. You could sleep on Eric Jaden all you want, and I hope to God you do, because at the end of the day, it's going to be one, two, three, your shoulders on that mat, Eric Jaden holding your championship above his head, while you are looking up above at the new BCW World Heavyweight Champion. Thank you. You're welcome. I don't expect an answer, but yes or no. Do you know when Eric Jane is going to cash in the BWF Money in the Bank contract? Why would I tell you that? I don't, I'm not asking you to tell <laughs> me. I, I know for a fact TJ Marconi listens, too. No, he, he, told he doesn't me, listen. He doesn't he, listen. No, no, asking, no. no I'm, he I'm, told me that. Not, he, he told not, me that I'm, very loud and clear at the last BCW show. I'm not asking you when. Do you know yes or no when? I'm asking you to tell me when. I'm asking, do you know when he will do it? Yes, it, it, I do know when. Okay, that's all I want to know. Oh, so he, it's pre-ca- predetermined. Predetermined. The plans of motion. So make sure you uh, watch your back, TJ Marconi. Well, I got to be honest. Wife's taking Mar- Oh, wife's taking him again. Hold on. <laughs> um, like uh, let's be honest. Ho- ho- Hollywood did, did mention. You know, Eric Jaden has been, you know, overlooked, but he has set a plan in motion, and you know, a lot of the things that we are calling coincidences, I'm starting to think are not. I'm starting to think or not. It is not a coincidence. You know, I thought it was pretty cool, but I don't think it's a coincidence anymore that, what, the Sesujin squad is wearing masks? I do not think it's a coincidence anymore that when the Sesujin squad started, what they were preaching to the fans was change through violence. And it sounded like something that I've seen before. A repeat. Yes. But now that Darius Carter, it's like now now I see it all. Like all the puzzle is coming together. I'm like, wait a second. I did not give Eric Jaden as much credit as I should have. And I know the guy very well. You and- all slept on him. <laughs> Everyone has slept on him except and for me, dude- apparently. For, for copying Darius Carter's gimmick? Copying? Do you say copying? I say playing mind games. Yes. We have your attention now. Yes. Yes. He's been fucking with everybody for a very long time. And I give him credit for that. That's fucking awesome. Moving on past Eric Jane versus Darius Carter is going to be an epic main event. Also announced this week, the tournament to crown the first BCW oh, Tag Team man. Champions begins with the first round. That is what I'm excited about, bro. The rep. A guy, team you know pretty well. Yes. Going against your boys, the East Coast Syndicate. Now, the first time these two teams came together, your team, the East Coast Syndicate, did not get the up hand. No, they do not. And I was the reps are a very tough team. I was backstage for that one. But East Coast Syndicate, listen, you guys have seen them live in a person as well. They have grown so much more as a team. Is there They're, meaning behind them going by the name East Coast Syndicate, not the East Coast Tatsujans or East Coast Assassins? Are they going by them solo? Wait, you think you're, you're, you think you're a journalist right now, don't you? You feel like you <laughs> asked a really good question right now, don't you? I see your dick getting hard after you're asking that question. First of all, I've always been a journalist, and my dick's getting hard by looking at your face. That, that I don't purple, know how to take I'm a married man, buddy. That purple, that purple polo shirt you're wearing. Show the guns. You got a gun permit for those guns? You want to see it? Nice and tan for my Fire Island vacation, but anyway, way off topic. Way off topic. I'm not answering your question. Move on. But yeah, there's a and there's a lot more matches still to come. Um, oh, we already know uh, that the BCW Women's Championship, you know, has to be defended. Tasha Seals put away 
Riley Shepard at the anniversary show. Faye's going to win. Move on. Oh, okay. oh, oh, all right, look all right. at that. Showing some favoritism over there. Yeah, favoritism. Okay, you put that. Yeah, maybe you're sleeping on Tasha Seals, who was recently the Battle Club Pro Women's Icons Champion, she was is, recently uh, featured in NXT. Um, she's a badass chick. You can't deny that. You, you mentioned the uh, tag team tournament getting off to a great start, but also a tournament that is uh, a fixture in BCW. And the thread that makes BCW happen is the monster match. So that's going to oh, be coming you back. Wanna, you have an announcement you want to make here? I'm not making announcements, but you guys have seen the shows. You know that the monster match, they're looking to crown a new king of the monsters. So who's it going to be? Who's going to be part of that next big uh, monster match? I'm curious. Are you feeling comfortable? I'm very comfy. You don't feel like Riley Shepard is taking your place? I mean, she did a great job last time. Oh, did she? Oh, oh, oh. she yeah, killed she did. It. She killed it. Yeah. Good for her. And she looked better than you did doing it. Yeah, well, I hear the Green Man may not be coming back to commentary. Oh, shit, really? Oh, no. is this breaking news? I hear Abel may be coming back, but the Green Man may be done. There's just two indie shows coming up next month in August here in the Tri-State area. Again. Talk about every week here on the show. Your free Friday night or Saturday night. Check out your local indie scene. There's an indie show going on. Watch the future coming up. Because these guys you watch in the local bar hall or gymnasium, you can watch on NXT. You'll watch on Raw or SmackDown in the next couple of years. So definitely check it out. Mark, any go-home thoughts to you, Mr. Uh, married Man? Mr. Married Man. Go-home thoughts. Best of luck to the Satsujin squad, even though you don't need it. Much love to you guys. I and they, they do need it. They lost last week. Listen. Yo, I, I don't know why you have to be my buzzkill right now. I'll call it, it's called fair and impartial. Okay, here we go. They lost the two-man faction. The tag team champions be it strong. Technically, so East Coast gonna, did not lose. Are they okay? going to rename the championship to the two-man faction championship? Oh, God, don't give them ideas. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Anywho, yes, sending much love to my boys, Chris Barton, Dominic De Niro, Rick Recon, Eric Jaden, Nia Kennedy. I hopefully you're at their side. I unfortunately will not be there, but I cannot wait to hear what happens, even though I know they are going to pull through. Creepman, go home thoughts for you. Um, like you said earlier, there's a lot of great indie shows going on this weekend, and a lot of things that we do here at A Shot of Wrestling is try to get to know a lot of that great independent talent going on. So make sure you follow us on all forms of social media. Check out our YouTube, where a lot of the full interviews that we um, have done in the past. So shout out to those people who are going to be part of that evolved 10th anniversary featured on the WWE network. And if you want to find out more about one person in particular that we have interview who will be featured on that Joe Gacy, you could check him out. That interview is available on YouTube. Also Anthony green, who recently was featured also on the WWE YouTube, because they did an article about, you know, him being the retrosexual Anthony green. We interviewed him so you could get to... Oh, work. my girl, Brandy. Yes. Oh, my yes. God. You know, put less redheads. Oh, good job, Brandy. Can't wait to watch her Evolve 10th anniversary show. Um, and this weekend is also a big celebration for the 5150 Homicide, which we also got an opportunity to interview. GCW's got a great show. By the time you listen to this, it already would have happened, but you may want to find out a little bit more about Homicide, and you could check them out. It's actually one of our top-rated... Um, interviews on youtube so keep on adding share it show some love and uh yeah joey janelle will be part of that we've interviewed him too so somebody else i want to find more about tell me is this big hulking guy hopping in my uber tell me to fucking hunt down this killer if i'm an uber driver 
Make sure you check out Stuber in theaters now, starring Camille Nanjiani and my man Dave Batista. And check out Batista 24, Dream Chaser on the network. So for Mark Schwong, for the Green Man, I've been your host at Mojay Putty. Check out Stuber in theaters now. Until next time, Putty. Yo. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby. But I got you pinned. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody.